Hey, stop. You. Yes, you. Stop what you're doing right now and just take seven seconds to do something for me. What's that? Go to your favorite podcasting app, search for Good Morning Liberty, and hit that subscribe button. So I can just hit a button that says subscribe and I'll get the podcast? You will. Really? And then you'll enjoy it. Well, that sounds great. See ya. Bye. This is Good Morning Liberty. Well, hello, 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 everyone. This is Good Morning Liberty Podcast. It is a Monday coming at you. Happy Monday, Charlie. How was your weekend, Nate? It was okay. You know, I was kind of sick last week. I'm still feeling it today. Still kind of congested and just overall n- more nasally than usual. Ah, do you want to go home again or what? I, I might. I might go home after this. Wow. We'll see. Do you still have a tumor in your ear? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, apparently, I went, had a doctor's appointment this morning. And so uh, I've got this, you know, tumor thing in my ear. We've got to figure out. I don't know how to read CT scans, by the way. Yeah, we tried earlier. Yeah. We opened up that CT scan and... It looked like the inside of your head, yeah. if I were, were to imagine. Something happened, and they took pictures of the inside of my head. Yeah. With, without going inside my head. It, yeah, it's it's magic. It's really. a miracle. Really, it's a, it's, it's a modern-day miracle, much like the subscribe button that you can probably see right now. If you're on an Apple device, it's purple. It says the word subscribe. If you can't read, you know, just stretch your thumb up there to the subscribe button. If you're, if you're doing right, it's, it's not that far. And if you want to, you can swipe down and pull your screen down. That way you can reach the button better. You don't even have to press it that hard. Just lightly touch. Yeah. Not, not that big of a deal. Apple technology will read the pressing of your finger on that button and it does all kinds of cool things in the background we don't have to get technical about it yeah that's that's all we have to say right is subscribe to the podcast and that will help us out a lot hit that subscribe button (laughs) now did you see i heard this whole this whole controversy getting drummed up again about kavanaugh well he's just a womanizer just a just a, a womanizer and uh this story came out in the new york times So you know it's true. It came out in the New York Times about basically how another another person was coming forward with an allegation from a party way back when where he had uh, exposed himself to the people at the party. And And some friends took his uh, exposed self-ness. Brett's Kavanaugh. Yeah. (laughs) And and placed it in in a lady's hand. Yeah. Yeah, so which is strange. So that's the story. So this thing comes out, and obviously we got to get you know get going with all this talk again about how he shouldn't have been confirmed, and we need to uh, impeach him or whatever they can do. That that I guess there is a process for removing the Supreme Court justice. Yeah. Uh, so all the presidential candidates jumping on that bandwagon, talking about how we got to get rid of Kavanaugh because they want to use anything they possibly can to get media attention. And then, of course, what happens? What happens, Charlie? Well, New York Times had to uh, add a correction. Yeah. Yesterday or this morning? Um, Probably yesterday. Yeah, I think nobody's paying attention. Yeah, I think yesterday. Yeah. Now, this came from a book, right? So there's this book coming out uh, that somebody has written where they've done like some case studies on, I guess, Brett Kavanaugh's life. I don't, I don't really know. Yes. Yeah. And so there was a tweet. There's several tweets about this, about the person writing a report on this book who got the book early uh, for the New York Times and decided to write all this up knowing full well 
the correction of the story, but they didn't care about that. Yeah. They so don't, they wanted to publish it and then add the correction later. Why? So they can get the attention, drum up support to impeaching Kavanaugh, call this whole thing a hoax. Donald Trump's the most dangerous president we've ever had in our life. <laughs> the Supreme Court's tilting to the right, whatever they want to say to basically forward their agenda, their progressive extreme left crazy ideology and you have massive news outlets that at one time were considered some of the greats you know like the new york times yeah well back in the day the problem is these days it's very common practice you can print whatever story you want to and then just print a retraction the next day yep. because you can put the story on the front page and then you can be an honest news outlet and print your retraction but then they put that on like page 17 next to the or they, know, just economics. It, they just put it online yeah they don't they'll even put say, it in the actual paper they'll tweet it at like 3 a.m yeah. you know saying that so this is what they added after this whole story this whole allegation they came back and and added in parentheses uh that the female student declined to be interviewed and her friends say that she does not recall the episode so they literally they printed this story and then they had to go back and add oh by the way she doesn't want to talk about it, but her friends who did talk said that she does not remember this ever happening. Right. Now, so. look, if Brett Kavanaugh did do this, then he should absolutely be impeached. And, you know, I obviously sexual assault's not a good thing. Yeah. No matter how you spin it or how powerful the person is or whatever. You know, Bill Clinton and Brett Kavanaugh or Donald Trump or whatever, or just your person in your community sexual assault's never a good thing it's absolutely demonstrous and disgusting however you can't just make things up about people yeah. either and the problem is we had this whole fbi investigation before his confirmation mm -hmm. you know there and and the left we'll just say the the left in quotation marks uh were praising the fact that they were calling for this fbi investigation this whole time we have to have an investigation FBI's got to look into it before we have this confirmation. And then what do they do? Uh, what does Trump do? What do they decide to do before they confirm him? Well, they decide, okay, well, we're going to have an FBI investigation. People were upset about it, you know, saying that this was uh, going to hurt. You know, it was nothing good was going to come from it. But they were trying to appease the people on the left side of the aisle. So they have the investigation. The investigation finds nothing uh, at all. And then... Now they're saying, well, it wasn't a wasn't the right kind of investigation. They it was, rushed it. Wasn't a, they rushed the investigation. It wasn't a full. Although when they announced they were going to have the investigation, everyone was super happy about it, you know. And then of course it wasn't. It just wasn't enough. Because when things don't pan out your way, uh, you teach your children to whine and cry about it, and maybe eventually you'll get your way. Yeah, that's what you teach kids, right? That is how we're all supposed to act when all the time. When you don't get your way and life isn't fair, you just just start crying, bitch and moan. Yeah, just that's what you do. Just that's scream you, at the top of your lungs. That's what I'm teaching my kid. Yeah, you know, anytime say, hey, if you want that, I need you to cry right, right now. Mm -hmm. That's what you try to teach them. You know, I'm trying to get my kid to eat. He's not a good eater, and he, uh, he'll he be three here in a couple of months, and he has a very limited diet. Yeah. By his own choice, by the way, because I try to feed him all kinds of stuff. The other night, we were having pizza. Yeah. And everyone knows pizza's delicious. 
every part of it, <laughs> the crust, the sauce, the cheese, all the meat or veggies you put on it, it doesn't matter. Except if you eat pineapple on your pizza, then you're just an idiot because pineapple doesn't belong on pizza. Do you eat pineapple on your pizza? You know, I've this had, is important. I've had a a pizza with pineapple on it. Um, you know, Jets. You've ever had Jets pizza? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so they do a, a, Hawaii, a Hawaiian pizza. Hawaii. Hawaii. <laughs> There's an extra H before yeah. Hawaiian. They do Hawaiian pizza. That's how Germans say Hawaii. And you can get a Cajun. Hawaii. You can get a Cajun crust, and you can get this Hawaiian pizza, and that has pineapple on it, and it it tastes really good. Actually, it's mm. really good. But wow. as full disclosure, I'm I'm part Hawaiian, so oh, I mean. I understand. Well, yeah. I get it. That's where pizza, that's where the Hawaiian pizza yeah. was invented, obviously. You know when you like put, you know, ham in the oven and stuff like that, I mean, you cover it with pineapple and brown sugar and stuff to make it taste really yeah, good. Yeah, but I don't put it you on know? a cracker. Well, I and mean, different strokes, you know? Anyway, that's not the point of the story. <laughs> the point of the story it is- important. It wasn't a pineapple pizza and it was absolutely delicious. And I just wanted my son to take one bite of pizza, which he's never tried before in his life. And he can understand things. He can talk. And I asked him to take one bite of pizza. And he said, no, dada. Just like that. No. And I was like, why not? And he's like, no, dada, why not? And I then it came to bribery. Yeah. And I was like, my son loves milk. Like he probably drinks that for dinner most of the time yeah he wants like three glasses of milk and he likes cookies and he loves cookies yeah and he asked for a cookie your son is basically santa claus yes <laughs> santa claus in the making he's the yep. next tim allen uh so he likes and i and i literally said if you take one bite of pizza you don't even have to like eat it just take a bite and spit it out tell me you don't even like it which is un-american or un-italian either way <laughs> and then you can have an entire Oreo cookie and a whole glass of milk. And by glass, I mean sippy cup. And he refused, absolutely refused. And what I told him was, is if he really wanted cookie and milk, he should just cry about it as much as possible. And I would eventually get in. Get Mor- in. Moral of the story that's is. The, right, right. No, that's not what we do at all. We yeah. don't teach our children that. But, you know, this whole thing, it's kind of like a, uh, you know, com- comedy people make fun of it. Comedians make fun of it. Where, you know, we with little kids, we don't keep score anymore. Um, you know, we teach them all about fairness and all this thing. And here's the tough part about life. And it's not fair and you don't always get what you want. And when you don't get what you want, the solution isn't to whine and cry about it. It's to do something about it. I think the solution is to accuse your uh, perceived oppressor of rape. I mean, I think that's just the the main thing you have to do. Mm-hmm. Is just make an accusation. That person didn't give me a good grade. Well, I heard that they sexually assaulted someone forty years ago. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's what we're teaching kids nowadays. And so. and again, sexual assault is not good. It's very illegal and highly immoral, and should never happen. But you also can't make up false accusations because you don't like somebody. Well, that's the problem. Is that We've seen this happen with football players and all kinds of stuff. This this uh, discredits or it, it lowers the importance of times that this actually happens. And uh, I'm not even saying it didn't. I'm not saying for sure it didn't happen. But the problem when we go around 
making these accusations, those people are doing the worst thing possible for that cause. The cause is supposed to be um, bringing people who sexually assault people to justice and making sure this doesn't happen anymore. Well, when you just start using that as a weapon, and especially as a political weapon, then what you're doing is you're the you're the boy who cried wolf you know it's the it's the same thing all the time where now when someone cries sexual assault or rape or whatever now there's this thing that pops up in your mind you're like okay well what's the motive behind them saying this that you know that doesn't need to be there really but it is and that's because people are using it as a political weapon. Now. You're actually hurting the people that need the most help. Yeah. By, that's by making false accusations. That's the problem. So whatever funny jokes we make about it right now, at the end of the day, these people who are out here crying about this, they are the ones who are hurting people who have been sexually assaulted. They're by by acting like they care about it because mm-hmm. they're furthering these potentially false accusations. And we're out here making jokes about it, but what we're talking about, like a lot of other things, is what would actually help people who are sexually assaulted, which is not using this as a political weapon, only crying sexual assault when it for sure happened. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's pretty annoying that a major newspaper can print this, drum up this entire new controversy, get it all started again, shift the news focus over to this, the war on women, which is what they're going to, one of the things they'll have to do to try and win the election. So they got the war on women going again. And then, of course, no one pays attention to the fact that they had to print a retraction the next day or add in a correction to the story saying that even this person's friends say that she does not recall this ever happening. Let me re let me redact my lie. Yeah. Yeah. No one's going to know. Doesn't matter. You still have the whole conversation that was started by a lie. I'm an honest journalist. (laughs) So. That's frustrating. I don't know if we'll be able to do anything about that. Yeah. So, well, let's honestly, I don't think he's going to be removed from the Supreme Court. I don't think they have the votes to do it anyway. No. no. And I think we would need to look into to see what all it would take to impeach a sitting Supreme Court. Yeah, I've never even heard of that happening before. Yeah. So I don't think it has happened. mm, Well, maybe it's happened once. I'm sure their pitch will be that. If they are elected president, that is one of the things that they will do, is push to remove all of the right-leaning judges. Gorsuch more than and yeah. Kavanaugh. Which, I mean, they're not even that right-leaning. Like, Gorsuch has sided with uh, Ginsburg multiple times on a bunch of civil liberty issues. So he's pretty, uh, pretty, let's say, middle of the road who kind of interprets the Constitution pretty originalist. Yeah. Like Scalia did. Um, but of course people are going to paint that on the right because they have certain agendas that they want protected that might get overturned eventually. Is Ginsburg, I mean, uh, all actuality seriousness is, is she really still alive? You yeah. think is yeah. she so far? What is her age? I mean, old probably too. What is her carbon date? You think <laughs> pretty <laughs> Pretty high, right? It's it's really, really up there. It goes back. Yeah. So that'll There's actually be... a Ruth Bader Ginsburg standard. Really? For aging. <laughs> you are. Now, that is at least three Ruth Bader Ginsburgs old <laughs> right there. Yeah. Our society, our our country has only existed for two and a half Ruth Bader Ginsburgs. Right. <laughs> now, now, she does have some serious health issues, and she's a brilliant mind, and we may not agree with her stances on everything, but, uh, you know, she's a brilliant mind that's lasted a long time on the Supreme Court, and 
she actually has some opinions or dissents that I agree with because um, I'm a nerd like that and I go back and read <laughs> that stuff. Um, she has many that I disagree <laughs> with, but you know, there's uh, different ways to interpret things. And the idea behind all of this is we have to keep discussing the, the different interpretations, the way, the way to view the world. That's now, very important. Would you agree that it's finally, finally time to go to war with Iran? You know, I've just been waiting <laughs> for the last pin to drop. Just finally. And America's finally been attacked. <laughs> so we can retaliate now. Right? Oh, that, that we were finally according attacked. According to Lindsey Graham. Yeah. I mean. We were attacked and we must retaliate John immediately. John Pompeo. Yeah. Uh, even the Cheneys are in this. Like, So apparently there was a, they call it a coordinated drone attack on some Saudi Arabian oil refineries over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Have you ever noticed this stuff always happens over the weekend? Yeah. How is that? You think? I don't know. That's pretty crazy. It always seems to happen on like a Friday night. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what, you know, how they pay attention to that news cycle when conducting military operations. But this coordinated drone attack happened. They said it. They always wait for football season. I, yeah, their oil fields <laughs> uh, must have been hit. Uh, the refineries must have been hit by at least nineteen times. It said. Wow. So obviously, those Warhawk people are out there just touting the american flag ready to drop some bombs on some people right now and it's like immediately it was iran um but you know there's also other reports coming out if you listen to uh real people i know Rand paul talked about this some over the weekend when he was on cnn yesterday uh it's more of a regional thing you know there's a yemen civil war going on uh there's all kinds of the, the 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 region over there is completely destabilized thanks in large part to america and the toppling of iraq and all the other regimes were trying to topple. Um, so the region's completely unstable. There's a civil war going on in Yemen. These people have been at war with each other for thousands of years, maybe even millions. Who knows? Yeah. They weren't even fighting snakes together. But by but by regional, it's like, you know, and I know we have all of our states are joined together, but if you imagine like California decided that they were going to attack Texas because of whatever reason, um, and then... It was immediately known that that meant Saudi Arabia needed to start bombing California. Yeah, like that. That's what we're talking that's about right. right now. So that's a it, good analogy. That's that's just how ridiculous this is. And I posted this meme over the weekend, um, saying, "No, I didn't mean it to be meant literally. I don't think we need to make a law stating that you can't say something." But my the little meme I made basically said, "Hey, okay, here's a new rule." If you are able-bodied and you have not served in the military, then you can't push for us to go into a war. That's that's basically it. And that's so that's my feeling on it. This was actually my feeling that I had while I was listening to uh, Ben Shapiro the other day. Uh, he was very upset about John Bolton being fired and was had some harsh words to say about Rand Paul. Um, and I just start. I was thinking. I mean, he's so hawkish on the fact that we need to be conducting all these military operations over there. And I just wonder why he never joined the military. Yeah. You know, it's it's easy to stand up and say, I love my country, therefore I want your kid to go die for it. You know, that's that's what you're How saying. How brave of you. How brave you are to be able to say that, to be yeah. able to tweet that. I care about America so much 
that your sons and daughters need to die for it. Man, what a great person. You should protect us. Yes, yes. <laughs> and if you don't believe that other people's sons and daughters should die for it, then you don't love America. Yeah. You know, that's, it's just, it's such an easy thing to say. So my, <clears throat> my opinion on it is that if you haven't served in the military, you're not in the military currently, then I don't think you have any grounds to be pushing us to go into war. Now, that's just, you know, on a principled stance. Now, I'm not, some people took unless, it literally. I would say unless America herself is attacked. Yeah, but even even then, I mean, at that point in time, it would be obvious, and the people who were in the military would be would be able to say that. I mean, yeah, but you, and you saw this after September 11, 2001, a lot of people signed up after that. Yeah. Right. Like America was attacked. We're like, God, we got to do something about it. And the people who are willing to sign on the dotted line did. Now it, I, I was in seventh grade, but I tried to think about like, if an attack happened today, would I sign up, you know, and it depends on how much of our Liberty is at threat. If our Liberty is at threat, then I'm there with my scary AR-15. If people were driving up on our beaches and they were trying to attack the U.S. like that, then yeah, I'd sign up for sure. For sure. You wouldn't have to draft me. Yeah, you would not have to draft me whatsoever. But for people who who have gone their whole lives and not made that sacrifice, who have not said... I will lay down my life for your for this country. For people that have not done that to constantly be calling for us to go to war, it's just massively hypocritical to me. And it's cowardice. And it it really drives me it drives me nuts because I'm sitting here thinking, well, you know, and I'm not saying that my brother agrees with this at all. I'm not speaking for him, but on my point of view, I'm like, well, you know, my my brother's in the Marines. Like I don't want him to go start conducting military operations against Iran, you know, why should my brother go die to protect Saudi Arabia's oil fields from Iran? You know, why, why, and why is this person standing there saying that they want my brother to go die for Saudi Arabia's oil fields? You know, that, that kind of stuff really, really infuriates me when you you think about it. Did you see that tweet from Tulsi Gabbard? Uh -uh. Oh my God, it was hilarious. So Donald Trump had tweeted about um, the attack and he said they're waiting on the kingdom's resp- you know word and basically Donald Trump said we're locked and loaded and we're ready I saw that yeah yeah and Tulsi Gabbard responded and said uh, Donald Trump this is basically Saudi um, oh how is being Saudi Arabia's bitch part of the America first yeah. agenda? Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> well, we're, cr- we're waiting for Saudi Arabia to tell us what we should do. Yeah, you guys let us know how many of our people you want us to sacrifice. We'll, we'll, we'll go right. We'll send them on out there. No yeah. problem. It's a pretty crazy thing. Cause we, we were pulling up these numbers earlier and just, so speaking about that, that, so what she said about we're, what we're going to go do for Saudi Arabia, why can't they just do it on on their own? Right. That's my question. Because they do have a military, and we'll talk about some statistics here here in a minute. But not a, not a too bad they, military. Yeah, either. they do have a military. They are a sizable country, and they are the ones who were attacked. So why are we sitting here saying they just got attacked, therefore we must start bombing Iran? Why don't they start bombing Iran? Right. If if they are worried about getting attacked, because I think we have this idea that there's just a bunch of people sitting over in Saudi Arabia in huts that don't have any uh, ability to defend themselves, mm-hmm. uh, when in fact we know that they're a nation made up of largely, um, you know, 
they don't have the best culture over there. Now I'm not I'm not part of their culture and I didn't grow up in their culture. So I'm not I'm not really going to say right or wrong, but they've got some pretty terrible rules inside of their culture, especially when it comes to their treatment of women. And so before we talked about the actual stats on their military, let's look at who we're defending when we talk about we need to be putting my brother's life on the line to defend these people uh, or or my, you know, your sister's life on the line, someone's son's and daughter's life on the, on the line to go defend these people. These are people who, as of right now, if a woman wants to go somewhere in public she still she has to have permission from her male guardian you all women still have male guardians there they can't drive by the way um they actually just got the right to drive last uh last year um oh wow yeah so last year finally women can drive um but they can't themselves yes uh, okay. With permission, they can. <laughs> they, okay. they cannot. Um, so they no. <laughs> they can't travel uh, out of the country. Uh, they can't conduct any official business without any kind of consent from their male guardian. Um, there's actually an app that was created uh, that was um, that was on the market where basically the male guardians could keep tabs on their on their women that they were guardians of and. And make sure that they were throwing up the red flags when their women were doing something that they weren't supposed to be doing. Basically making this whole guardianship thing more efficient. And this was actually available on the App Store. Um, so th- this app was called Absure. Uh, it was the Absure app. Um, they also... Now did Apple take that down? Um, I think they took it down. I'm pretty sure. Uh, they also just... Think about going in and out of your own house. Well, they have a separate door for men and women to go through in the house. They, the women cannot go through the same door into the house that the men can. Uh, also, anywhere in public, there are separate doors for men and women. It is not okay for women to go through the, the men's door. And it's not okay for a man uh, without, the, without permission to go through into the women's door. So anyway, they, they still have some pretty harsh, pretty harsh culture, even if they have a, they have a court system over there, but a, a woman cannot swear an oath in court. Her male guardian has to swear an, an oath for her. Uh, there was actually a case a few years ago where a couple was forcibly divorced, even though they were in a happy, uh, consensual marriage and they were divorced because the woman's guardian was still her brother and her brother did not want her to be married anymore. So he was able to force them to get divorced. Jesus. So, yeah. So is not there. No, no. <laughs> so we have to first well, well, consider. They also, well, they also do public trials still and women are stoned to death and beheaded in the streets. Yeah. I mean, all these, all these terrible, You're not allowed to be gay, these terrible. Yeah, definitely. Definitely that too. Speaking of, Speaking of that, so I've traveled, by the way, through Saudi Arabia before. Been 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 there, just just at the airport. But I will tell you, it was the most hateful experience I've ever had at an airport. You think an airport is really bad just when you're flying Alaskan Airlines? It's not that bad compared to the airport in Saudi. I officially know what it's like to have people looking at you that want you dead. For sure. You can tell in someone's eyes, just by the way. Um, If you've never had anyone look at you like that, then you don't know what I'm talking about. But you can tell by the way that someone's looking at you that they want to kill you. We also had a girl traveling with us because we were in a band and we have had a female lead lead singer. 
um, we were traveling with her, and she had to uh, be very careful traveling through. She was definitely not treated very well while we were going through these countries over there. Actually, almost had the police called on her at one point in time for going to the pool at our hotel. Uh, so it's it's very, very harsh but you guys had security, right? We did. In Kuwait, we had security. When we were just in the airport in Saudi, we did not, and it was a really bad experience because mm. we couldn't find many people to help us out yeah. there. Um, so it's, it's a, a pretty harsh culture over there. So it's really weird to me that we have all of these... Um, all of these love America, America first, just great flag waving conservatives ready to send Americans to die for the, for the oil refineries of Saudi Arabia. Not even really the people. We're not even talking about people that were killed in Saudi Arabia. We're just talking about the fact that oil refineries right. were, were bombed and we're ready to just send our great American soldiers that we care about and love to, to go die for, for that. And I can't. I cannot for the life of me figure that out. I thought maybe it was about their oil. You know, obviously, that's where a lot of the world's oil come from. They're the number two uh, oil exporter. So I was looking at our at our numbers. And actually, most of our oil, I think most people would say, well, Middle East, you know, that's where it all comes from. Uh, most of our oil comes from Canada. Most of the oil that we, that we take in. Weird. Yeah. Um, to the tune of about 3.3 million barrels a day we get from Canada. So that well, they are Saudi's who got to be more than yeah. So you would think Saudi. Well, they uh, Canada's three point three million per day. So Saudi's got to be more than that. No, actually, Saudi's about nine hundred thousand per day is what we get from them. And there's other people that we get oil from too. We could easily increase the amount of oil that we get from Canada. We still get oil from Venezuela. Uh, we still get oil from other Middle Eastern countries. Um, we could easily increase those numbers and have no dependence on Saudi Arabia whatsoever for oil. So, so what do you think the real culprit is here? Is it still the pipelines that they want to move through I th- and Russia wants to move through Iran and, and America does not? I think it has a lot to do with that. I think it has a lot to the destabilization of that region over there. Um, I don't think that stabilizing that region is necessarily our ultimate goal. Um, uh, although I can, you know, some speculation here, but just judging off of our uh activities over there over the last 20 years yeah well really then you go back since the 60s 90s. and 70s so you really over the last 50 years we've done everything we can to destabilize that area of the world so i don't know if the goal is for us to eventually just uh, make sure it destabilizes to the point that we can take over the entire place and have control of all of that oil eventually um, or what the goal is but we seem to always be in favor of some kind of destabilization in that area so in it, fact, most of you probably don't know, but in fact, the CIA funded Osama bin Laden <laughs> yeah. and the Taliban to fight against the Russians back in the 50s and 60s. Yeah. Um, and th- by the way, you can verify that. Don't take my word for it. Go look it up. This is all public information now. Well, in the 70s, what we did to uh, Iran also, uh, when we were funding the people that were fighting against them, basically... <laughs> Uh, we removed their leader and installed our own little puppet, the the Shah, and installed that person that was a evil, brutal dictator that everyone 
hates, and they associate that with America because we are the ones who removed their leader and replaced them with the one that we wanted. No, so obviously you just hate America by saying that's that. A, I'm just a blame America firster. That's all I am right there. I'm not saying that America deserves anything that's been brought to us or anything like that, but what I am saying is that our policies and our actions in that side of the world do have repercussions. They have something called blowback as well that, that people have talked about. Ron Paul famously mentioned blowback in the 2008 presidential debates, one of the first times that, that, that something like that had been mentioned on the, on the main debate stage. So all of that goes to say our policies do have repercussions. But what I want to know is why are we not just assuming that if Saudi Arabia was bombed, why it's not Saudi Arabia's job to defend themselves? That's what I want to know. Why is it on us right. to defend them? Now, Saudi Arabia are still technically military allies, let's say. Yeah. But it's not like your allies get attacked and you have to attack for them. Yeah, I mean, is that what an ally is? It means no. if they get attacked that they don't have to do anything, we'll do it. And you ran some of the numbers, right, on their military. I definitely um, pulled... Saudi Arabia a few. probably has the, one of the, at least the most expensive military in the Middle East. Yes. They have nuclear weapons. So we were looking earlier, we just were randomly talking, and I actually wasn't even thinking about this part yet, but you had mentioned, well, you know, why isn't Saudi Arabia just going to fight Iran? And so we were talking about their military. Well, I need to look up some information on their military. Well, so in percentage of GDP uh, expenditure on military, they actually are the third largest in the world. It goes U.S., China, and then Saudi Arabia. Hmm. Um, In percentage of their government expenditures, they are number two in the world going to Saudi Arabia. Um, Iran's all the way down at number nine. Um, so they actually have a, a pretty big military. They've got 130,000 people in their military. Now, Iran does have 500,000 people in their military, but that doesn't necessarily mean that, they're ne- that their military is stronger. Saudi Arabia, um, well, actually, quite comically, um, both of them would be fighting each other with American weapons. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, let's put but, the numbers in, perspe- in perspective too, because Saudi Arabia spends about eighty billion on their military, and Iran spends about nine billion. Yeah, that's a pretty big discrepancy a, in billions of dollars. It's a really big difference. So this idea that Saudi Arabia can't defend itself against Iran, um, it just it just doesn't work. Now they don't officially have any nuclear weapons. If you look it up, they don't have a nuclear weapons program, but it's quite seems to be. Uh, quite well known that they actually do have some. I'm not saying that they should use those or would, but Iran probably knows whether or not they have some. So the other question is, what is it in Iran's interest to attack Saudi Arabia? Yeah, that part I don't see how this works out well for Iran. Like, does Iran even have drones? Yeah, I, that's a legitimate question. They they probably have some that we gave them. Okay, I bet. No, um, I don't know what the benefit would be. If you're just going to go attack a country, just yeah, just over the weekend, let's just bomb some ah, stuff. No yeah, agenda. Just bomb them, and then nothing. Oh, just yeah. don't don't say that you did it first off, and then just don't do anything else after that. Like, what's the what's the point if not trying to provoke the United States into some kind of massive yeah military operation? I, I, I mean, Iran's president was like, God, man, this weekend is boring. <laughs> 
what am I going to do? I've done everything. <laughs> I am the most powerful man in, in Iran. I've done everything that a man can do except, well, I haven't bombed oil fields with uh, these drones. These are fun toys. Let's see if this actually works. <laughs> like, what in God's name could Iran possibly want to bomb anyone for? Yeah. It's like the, I don't know, it's like a a little kid picking on 20 grown men. Be like, <laughs> oh, well, let me just see if I can get my butt kicked or not. That doesn't well, make any sense. It, I don't see any reason that they would see this as a benefit if they weren't ready to go to war with Saudi Arabia. Um, I don't see why they would see this as, as any kind of benefit whatsoever. Another thing, um, Saudi Arabia is a really big country. There's a lot of people in their country. We, I think we seem to think that maybe there's a couple hundred thousand people. Most of them are royalty. You know, just, yeah. <laughs> there's a couple hundred thousand people just kind of living in tents out there, something like that. No, there's, um, Saudi Arabia has the same population as Canada. Uh, they have the same population as Australia. You know, they're, they're a heavily populated country. There's a lot of people there. Um, they're, they've got six times the size of Denmark and Sweden and, and, and these other, you know, all of the Scandinavian countries. I mean, there's a lot of people there. Uh, so this we have like this idea that they're just some little country and they just got bombed by Iran and we must go protect them because they're our ally. And it's just not the case. They've got a massive military. They've got a huge population. Not only that, they have tons of allies in the region. Yeah, they've got the allies. Way. And speaking of in their region, um, just so you know, <coughs> from Saudi Arabia to Iran is about 780 miles. That's about that's about what separates them. So, so that's California to Texas. Yeah, about an hour and a half plane flight is, is what that would be. So... Between us and Iran, there's about 7,250 miles. Um, so that's 780 miles between Iran and Saudi Arabia, or 7,000 miles between Iran and the United States. It's Ten times. Yet, it's our job to be over there protecting our interests. And I, and I just don't see, like I said several times, I do not see how this is our job, how this is our responsibility. It's not. It's it's not is the answer. And Lindsey Graham and Dick Cheney and whatever the other Cheney is, all those people, if they want a war with Iran, they should go fight it. I actually pulled up this tweet because it's actually way funnier than I thought it was than my synopsis. Yeah. So Donald Trump tweeted last night, Saudi Arabia oil supply was attacked. There is a reason to believe we know the culprit are locked and loaded depending on verification. So is he locked and loaded or is that depending on verification Then they're locked and loaded? I don't know, but are waiting to hear from the kingdom and the kingdom is capital K as to who they believe was the cause of this attack and under what terms we would proceed. And so Tulsi Gabbard responded. This is hilarious. Trump awaits instructions from his Saudi masters. Having our country act as Saudi Arabia's bitch is not America first. <laughs> it's so good. It's like, uh, this is what's crazy to me is that if you read Donald Trump's tweet, it's literally like, you know, they're waiting for verification and to hear from Saudi Arabia to who they think did it. And then under what terms we would proceed, like Saudi Arabia directs the United States military. Yeah. Like we don't answer to anybody. We no. don't answer to foreign powers. We don't answer to terrorists. We America doesn't have to answer to anyone. 
let alone what the kingdom wants. Like, are we ruled by Saudi Arabia, the, the princes of Saudi yeah, Arabia? How, are we, how did it come they about? Di- they direct our actions? How did it come about that suddenly we were ruled by a kingdom again? It's absolutely <laughs> when did ridiculous. That happen? <laughs> and this is, uh, God, this is another thing where the power of war was specifically delegated to Congress, not the president of the United States. Because here we have a president who's deciding whether or not another foreign nation can direct our military into action when that direction of military action should come from Congress and Congress alone. Now, before this happened, I will say I was feeling good about Trump and war as far as that went. You know, he's he's been pretty light as far as new war goes. You he, know? he fired John Bolton. He fired John Bolton. Uh, much a massive war hawk. Much to the dismay of Ben Shapiro. Um, he fired John Bolton. and Maybe he just couldn't look at that mustache anymore. I, that might have been it. I don't know. It was a pretty epic mustache. But... Mm-hmm. Um, so, and he, he hasn't been out there starting any new wars. He was even trying to attempt a meeting with the Taliban to come up with a way to, to get us out of Afghanistan and c- come up with some kind of a peace treaty for the <clears throat> Afghanistan war. I mean, he's been pretty good as far as war goes and as far as U.S. presidents go. He's better than Obama. He's better than Bush as far as war goes. But... Now he's out there saying stuff like this. And I don't know if this is just Trump out there, you know, carrying his big stick out there talking about how how big and, and bad we are and making threats and doing all that kind of stuff like Trump does, or if this is actually something that he wants to do. I had this, you know, my I had a libertarian dream the other day that, you know, how so, you know, um, Trump sent Rand Paul to Iran to negotiate with them when all of this was happening, like a month or two ago, mm-hmm. like two months ago. It wasn't announced when he went over there. It was announced afterwards. But he had basically let Rand Paul go to Iran to make negotiations with him. So, man, how just... When you look at how Trump has seemed to want to steer away from any kind of conflict, um, from actual conflict, physical, um, when he seems to want to steer away from this, and he's sending Rand Paul to Iran to make negotiations with them, how awesome would that be if he made Rand Paul the replacement for John Bolton. Hmm. Mm. You think he would relinquish his Senate seat for that? Yeah, I do. I do think he would give up his Senate seat for that. Yeah. Um, Because his Senate seat would not be up for re-election for another four years, three more years. He would be able to be under Trump for a couple of years, um, and then he might come back and run again or something. But it would boast, one, he would do it, I think because he cares about what he would be doing and he would be able to steer us away from war as much as possible, which is uh, really important. Mm-hmm. And two, it would obviously just completely skyrocket his his name and his and Profile. his values if he wanted to run for president again someday, which I suspect he will. But And that's the national security advisor role. Yeah, so I mean obviously not saying this is gonna happen. I think that the Republicans would tear Trump apart. If he did that, because somehow it's became a Republican thing to want to bomb everyone all the time. A lot of Democrats support it too. Yeah, though. Democrats too. It's uh, one of the only things we agree on. Actually, is bombing How other many countries. Bombs can we yeah. drop? We need. While Obama was in office, we were bombing seven different countries, and there were not any anti-war protests in the streets like there mm-hmm. were while Bush was bombing countries. Yeah, amazing. So it's a bipartisan effort to drop bombs on people in, in other countries. So. Um, I don't know if he would get away with 
with picking with with picking Paul to be in that. But I I definitely see that he respects Rand Paul's advice when it comes to this. So I don't know. Let's, I, let's, I don't know. Yeah, let's hope we stay out of war with Iran. Anyway, that's my goal. It's redi- it's just it's just absolutely ridiculous. It, and by the way, my meme this weekend where I said that you you new rule you cannot push for us to go to war if you haven't been in the military. Some people took that literally, like they were like, "Oh, well, you're a whatever libertarian and you're anti free speech." Obviously, <laughs> you know that's that's what we got on on Instagram from from people. It's just a morality check. Maybe you should look in the mirror. Yeah. That's I mean, all I'm, it is. I'm not literally proposing that we make that a law that you can't propose that we go to war. It's it's like Charlie said, it's reality. It's a principle check. Um, if you were not brave enough to put your life on the line because you cared about this so much, then you didn't. You care about it enough to send my brother to go die for it. Then you need to care about it enough to send yourself to go die for it. And if you didn't care about it that much, then you don't need to be sending other people's sons and daughters and brothers and fathers to go to go do it. That's that's all I'm saying. I couldn't agree more with that. So. Um, yeah, that's, that's really, you've got a, you got a work call here in a few minutes. So I think it's going to do a little think, bit shorter of a show, show today than, yeah. than our two hour. I was going to, we have a quick ad read that we have to do real quick. Hold on. Let me see. This is from, uh, uh, good morning, liberty.us slash shop. But guys, have you ever, when you walk out in public now, this happens, I don't know if this ever happens to you, Charlie, but I'd be walking around out in public and I go around a lot of people and we're not really talking about what our beliefs are, but it's like, I want them to know, like, I want them to know what my, what my stance is. Not exactly that I want to get into an argument with them, but it's like, I want them to know what my stance is. So listen, goodmorningliberty.us slash shop has got the solution for this problem. Now they've came out with some great, great t-shirts showing your stances on everything from the second amendment to taxation, uh, the capitalism versus socialism. You can wear a shirt that says, shall not be infringed on it. That's all it says on it, but you know what that means, and other people know what that means, too. And they send us you all know? these samples, and they're they're just comfortable. They're great. They feel amazing. They're not, yes. like, cheap, like, terribly. You wash them once, and you can't wear them again. You know, they're, they're just great, soft T-shirts that are very, very reasonably priced. I mean, you really cannot show your support for the Second Amendment for a better deal than than this whatsoever. And if you think taxation is theft, one of the greatest things they've got is a taxation is theft t-shirt, a beautiful design, a design I've not seen anywhere else. It's one of the one of the, if not the best design for taxation is theft I've mm-hmm. seen so far. So over on their website right now, you can go to goodmorningliberty.us slash shop and you can see all these shirts and they have given us a special podcast promo code that's going to give you 20% off anything on their store, anything on the store. So use the special promo code podcast when you go to shop on goodmorningliberty.us slash shop, and you're going to get 20% off your entire order on one of these great, great feeling and, you know, just amazing t-shirts. And most of the time when you're in public, you have to wear a shirt. Yeah. Uh, So a lot of times. Why would you not wear a shirt that supports what you actually believe in yeah and they've got hoodies if you're ready for cold weather yeah. and, and they've Falls got tank, around the tank tops if you're going to be down south somewhere that ta- they got tank tops that say taxation is theft i mean so many great items over there from bernie lies coffee mugs 
to to Great Illinois Separate the State stickers. So go on and check it out at goodmorningliberty.us slash shop. So that's that's really all we got. Go follow us on Instagram at Good Morning Liberty. Follow us on Twitter at Good AM Liberty. Look us up on Facebook, Good Morning Liberty. Go to our website. Actually, you can just go to gmlconnect.com. That's gmlconnect.com. That's going to take you to everything that we have. If you want to read, if you want to read some great articles on politics and economics, and um, hey, subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating and review. Rating and review is very important. Five stars if you think it's worth it. Uh, Nate's also developing some other ideas. We got LizLies.com, BernieLies.com. So you guys, you guys go to those websites. It'll redirect you right to where you need to be to pursue this whole thing we call life, liberty, and meaning. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining. And if you guys do all that, we'll be here tomorrow. Until then, we hope you guys have a good day and a good morning, Liberty.